Well, hello out there, planet Earth, and happy Friday. Hope you all had a great week and an easy recovery from the holiday weekend. It's Friday, and it's always Friday with me, Stephen Fry, your SMB guy. ICYMI, or in case you missed it, SMB stands for Small and Medium Sized Business. For the last 20 years, I've been a consultant for SMBs, a voice and a sounding board for business leaders advocating on their behalf, their employees as well. I believe very strongly in sharing stories, providing perspective, and creating connection. So every single Friday, you could find me right here on talkradio.myc doing those things, lending what is left of my mind and my voice to this radio show where I interview SMB leaders as well as their trusted advisors. One thing that I've noticed over the years, people, is that some of the best thought leadership for SMBs actually happens on Friday, right about the time we feel that freedom of the weekend coming. However, we're also anxious to start the weekend, myself included. These crucial pearls of wisdom, they're often overlooked, they're forgotten in favor of our fun weekend activities and our freedom from work. Here on the show, we take advantage of that freedom and clarity. We discuss popular topics that are on the minds of SMB leaders and their advisors. The name of the show, not just to play on words, people, a little bit of deeper meaning. My last name means free in German. That's why I wear the shades, a little bit of freedom feeling here on Friday. Today's episode of Always Friday brought to you once again by SDA Wealth Strategies, a boutique financial services firm in Hudson Valley, New York, offering personal wealth management and comprehensive business solutions for clients. SDA stands for Simplifying Financial Lives, Designing Financial Strategies, and Advocating to Implement Them. SDA offers a concierge experience for individuals and businesses, the firm's highest priority, always the client's best interest, while empowering them to be consciously proactive and to thrive today, tomorrow, and beyond. To learn more, visit SDAWealthStrategies.com. Quick thank you to my buddy and previous special guest on the show, Fred Taffer at Tonbo Visual Promotions for my latest golf shirt, which I uh, very much appreciate and hope to put to good use this weekend. Planning to get out on the course on Sunday. I hope everyone had an awesome July 4th holiday. I saw some fireworks on the beach and probably an even more intense show right in front of my house. Nice widespread uh, accessibility to fireworks these days. Good times. I really miss my daughter who's up at sleepaway camp, although we did have our first of four FaceTime calls with her yesterday during her seven weeks at camp. And despite some bad connections, multiple hangups and callbacks, we did discover that she is having the time of her life. So very happy for her. It's funny, the camp made a point of telling us about some of the upgrades in technology that they spent money on this past year just to make sure that these calls home were smooth and uninterrupted. So nice little segue in today's show, into today's show, which is all about IT that you can count on. The technology needs and IT support requirements of SMBs, they're constantly changing. It's important to find a local IT support expert that can really adapt to the unique needs of your company and stay on top of all the day-to-day issues that may come up. Our special guest is a true technology partner who helps SMBs focus on their business, not on technology problems, by delivering enterprise-level support that's worthy of a Fortune 500 company at a price that small and medium-sized businesses can appreciate. He assists clients with all aspects of their IT needs by making sure they're able to stay up, stay running, and stay protected to conduct business. Maybe even with the ability to call home to mom and dad from camp. Talk is cheap. We're on talkradio.myc. We don't want this to just be talk. The goal here, everybody, use the insight on the business landscape and create impact on Monday. Far too often these days, SMBs are focused on the product or technology that's going to solve all of their problems. The shiny new mousetrap, the magic wand, whatever it is. One consistent thing that I see out there, products, they change every single day in every facet of our lives. Personal and business doesn't really matter. There's no substitute for surrounding yourself with the right people first and executing on a process that can help you achieve your goal. You do that. The right products will present themselves most often when they're needed by the business. Everything begins and ends with people. So in the spirit of surrounding yourself with the right people, which you guys know I love to do here, we have a great show for you today. Our special guest is Chris Parmigiani, president of CMIT Solutions in Monmouth County North. So Chris will be the first one to be honest with you. Background is not 100% IT. And while people may think that that's a setback, it's actually what gives someone like Chris that extra edge to really help people Can explain everything that you need to know about your systems in a simple down-to-earth language. In 20-plus years working for corporations, both large and small, across numerous industries, Chris has mastered working with one of his favorite questions, why? 
Whether it was leading technology products or process improvement effort, this one word, when utilized correctly, can really deliver tremendous results and rewards. So CMIT, completely managed information technology, believes in proactive IT services and preventative computer security with a focus on customer service. Chris and his team go above and beyond the traditional per-hour contractors that only fix your machines when they break. He doesn't give up until the problem's solved and the client's happy with the results. Joining forces with the CMIT Solutions Network provides Chris the opportunity to leverage his expertise in process improvement and change management to partner with SMBs to review their technology needs. Using the input of those conversations, the output of those conversations, and his experience as a project management professional affords Chris the ability to translate needs into a plan for a targeted technology infrastructure. And developing while developing these solutions, Chris and his team can collaborate with over 240 CMIT solutions offices nationwide just to make sure that they're providing clients the benefit of local service with the backing of the technology expertise of this huge nationwide network. When it comes to managing IT for your business, you need experts. That's where Chris and CMIT come in. They know how to manage support systems. They know how to implement change, and they can do it in a cost-effective way. Next time someone tries to sell you expensive IT systems, ask them Chris's favorite question, why? Chris looks forward to understanding prospects why to assess, deploy, and support all the technology needs to further grow the business. In short, becoming the trusted IT partner. Chris is the man to chat with about this topic, and we're going to discuss my favorite questions as always. Who's your favorite movie or TV show character? What's your favorite movie or TV show? What's your favorite musical instrument? And who's the artist you'd like to hear play it? Joining us from home base around the corner from mine in sunny Monmouth County, New Jersey. Chris, my man, welcome to Always Friday, brother. Thrilled you're finally here. Steve, it's great to be here. Great to be here. That was an interesting introduction. I uh, learned a lot. No, it was, it was, it was, it was really, really, thank you. Um, excited to be here. I know it's been a while in the planning, but we're here. So let's, let's get to it. Let's have some fun. I'm ready, baby. I know you're super passionate about what you do. You give it some extra flavor every time I hear you talk about what you do. But let's let's give a little taste of, to everybody out there around the journey, the founder's journey piece. How'd you get where you are today? Um, happenstance, I would say is my best way to say it. I, uh, I, studied, I studied sports management at West Virginia University. Um, the closest I got to sports management, I worked for Power Bar uh, out in California. Back in the day, it was the seventy fifth employee. Uh, they're now about Nestle, so it's a big, different game at this point. But um, really, my, the way I approach my career is, you know, I, I like to learn. I like to be challenged. I, I get, um, I, you know, you mentioned I'm a process guy. Process people get bored if it's the same old thing. And so, I uh, was in multiple industries, always with a service, a service orientation. You know, worked in, um, you know, Power Bar. I ran their Canadian customer service and distribution, and I did in external sales. I've done internal sales. I ran call centers. Um, the product is an interesting product. I ran a dating service. Um, and the question always, I did not meet my wife via that. And so that's the, the get that right out there. I'll beat you to the punch, Steve. It's the follow-up question. Um, and you. then I had the opportunity. I was, I was actually recruited from the dating service to Goldman Sachs, uh, which I had no experience in finance. Uh, that's quite a jump. It is. It is quite a jump. The one thing I, I'll never forget the recruiter says is like, you have the background we're looking for. We can teach you the rest. And to their credit, they did. Um, that led me to almost a 20-year career in financial services. Um, but the one thing that was always kind of unique to me in, that, in those organizations was the lion's share of individuals I was working with, that was their passion. They went to school to do finance. Um, I took it as an opportunity to learn lots of different ways to get things done. So I worked in large organizations, but through networking and just um, good, you know, sometimes being in the right place at the right time, was able to get great experience running global teams, running global projects, standing up a process improvement practice. Um, and it just led to lots of opportunities and lots of different scenarios, being both an individual contributor as well as a, a manager of large groups. So when I had the opportunity in, in 2020, early 2020, um, to start something new, I looked around, I'm like, what can I do? What, what is one thing that kind of pulls together everything I've done? Uh, client service, uh, strategy, operations, um, human resources even, um, technology, et cetera, et cetera. And I thought, and when I came across CM, CMIT Solutions, I was like, this is the perfect thing. 
Because as I mentioned before, I love having a conversation at eight o'clock in the morning with someone who's running a, um, a nonprofit and then 11 o'clock talking to someone who's running a retail operation and then 1230 talk to someone who's doing something. It's that variability, but it always ties back to how can I help them? How can I help them realize how to be more effective, more you know, optimize their operations? And as you mentioned before, it doesn't always come down to technology. Um, I've say, I say a lot to people, the computer in front of you can do a lot of things. It can send a rocket to the moon or it can sell you a cup of coffee. It's the process that you put it in and make sure that it understands, if you understand the role it needs to play with the right, with the right solution, it will do that. And it'll do that day in and day out. And I find with small businesses, they didn't get into business to be in IT. Um, and so it's an evil necessity of having, oh, I do, I'm a lawyer, but I have IT. Um, and it's that second thought of, like, oh, but I have IT. The difference is I chose to do this. I chose to be the guy who says, I want to worry about your IT so you can focus on your business. You do what you do best. Let me do what I do best. And let my team and I support you and give you what, what you were really looking for, which is a peace of mind. You didn't want to think about IT. When you work with us, you don't have to think about IT. We think about it for you. We manage it. We're the people that say it's got to be up and running. And when you have a problem, you call us because we're available 24-7. Um, it's, it's been a great journey. It's, it's, but it's, it's a, something, if you asked me 10 years ago, asked me three years or four years, would I be doing this? I wouldn't know that. I would have said no. And that's exactly the same way that I ran and ended up running a dating service at the call center. It's the opportunity to, hey, you know what? I've never heard of that. Let's try that. That sounds interesting. <laughs> um, but it teaches you immense, immense things when, you, when you're working in different industries because you, you come with different perspectives. And as long as you don't let those biases join you in the next, next opportunity and just take it from the pure learning, you, you, you uh, have great results and you're able to, to share more. Yeah, you know, some, something that I, I heard you say in a video that you have on your website, it's like dealing with each SMB, each small, medium sized business carries with it a different opportunity. And, you know, one, one thing you also said, you know, being process minded, talking about the same thing over and over again, sometimes can be can can be a little strange, like, but when you when you get into small, medium sized businesses, and you talk to even if it's 10 people in the same industry, each one of them is going to have different needs, wants and wish lists and reasons they got into business in the first place. It's like immediately when you said lawyers, which my wife's a lawyer, I'm married to one. So I I deal with some of that pain on a daily basis. But I just remember some of the different law firms that I walked in and out of over the years where some of them looked streamlined as can be. And some of them was just like you had to push aside towers of paper to get to the actual conference room to to get to be able to talk to them. So I'm, I'm excited to talk to you about the method behind the math and how you do what you do, you know, and what, what you think when you walk into a room like that and how you might be able to help them seize the opportunity. But uh, we got to take a quick commercial break, but we will be right back with Chris Parmigiani, president of CMIT Solutions, Monmouth County, New Jersey North. Stay with us. Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. Are you on edge? Hey, we live in challenging, edgy times, so let's lean in. I'm Sandra Bargeman, the host of The Edge of Every Day, which airs each Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Tune in live with me and my friends and colleagues as we share stories and perspectives about pushing boundaries and exploring our rough edges. That's The Edge of Every Day on Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower.
Welcome back, everybody. It's Friday. It's always Friday. And it's me, Stephen Fry, your SMB guy. We're chatting with Chris Parmigiani, president of CMIT Solutions, Monmouth County North. Chris said something uh, important in the last segment that a lot of lot of folks don't go into business to become IT specialists. And you know, with respect to small, medium-sized businesses, actually running a business in general you know, might not be their forte. It's a lot of times people go into business for passion, for subject matter expertise, but like it or not, we're in a, a very tech dependent society, both personal and business related. So before we dive into the method behind Chris's madness, if you'll permit me to sit out by the fire pit and just give a quick perspective. So the idea of it's not if it's when things go wrong, like everything is more tech dependent, things will go wrong. Most people understand that just last week, uh, last last uh, show that I that I did, I took the week off last week, but I interviewed uh, my friend Mike Verrett and his internet went out to his house while we were on the show. So that's always fun. But you, you don't need to feel the need to to become an IT support expert. We, with all the access that we have to information, everyone gets tempted to do that. They get tempted to look up how to handle everything and troubleshoot and take the time. The idea is to have a go-to partner that can really help to champion the process surrounding your technology and what you're trying to accomplish. The idea of we're just a small business is not an excuse anymore. Support services and partnerships like what Chris does, they can be affordable. They're not just for Fortune 500, 1,000 companies. And if you're smaller mega, a lot of us are using the same type of technology on a daily basis anyway. So a lot of the similar risks are, are, are there for from whether you're small or large. So you just need the right people with the right idea on how to work together. And don't just be dependent on some type of technology or app to help you. It's a matter of how it's being deployed. You know, Chris truly believes that everything's a partnership. It's not a client-customer type of relationship. I know that about him. So, Chris, this is the method part of the show, the science behind what you do, the idea of what do you do, how do you do it, and how do you go to market for it. So give us a little bit of the method behind Chris's madness. Sure. So I think, uh, you know, all all business, whenever whether it's IT or anything, it starts with a conversation. And um, my initial call, my initial meeting with a prospect is just that. It's a conversation. I don't come in with a list of uh, a list of paper. I don't come with a PowerPoint. I don't do that because I'm supposedly the expert, which I am. And so I know what I need to ask and I know how to get to it. But the reason we make it a conversation is because through conversation, you can learn so much more. You talked earlier about the question, why? I didn't perfect it. The three-year-olds did. The two and three-year-olds, it really perfected it. And if you think of that inquisitive nature is how they, they, they learn. I take the same approach. I'll come in and I'll sit down with an individual and ask them questions. I've actually been stopped in conversations. I'm saying, are you really a technology guy? Because we've been talking for 15 minutes and you haven't asked me about my computer. And I looked at the individual and said, it's a great point. The reason I haven't asked you is I don't understand what role your computer plays. You're a construction company. I'm trying to understand what it needs to do for you to have success, not what brand it is, what uh, RAM it has. That's not important. That's, that's, that's the, the, the device itself. What I would understand is what do you do? How do you do it? And why do you do it that way? And through those questions and understanding this is what we do and this is how we do it. And I'll say, well, why do you do it that way? I'm listening for the favorite, the favorite word, the indicator that yeah, it's probably not been well thought out is, well, because we do it this way, because when Stephen brought me in 10 years ago, he told me I press this button every day. Why? Because he told me I press this button every, every day. And that's <laughs> what I do. And I'll usually say to him, what happens if you don't press the button? You know, and explore that and understand, because through those conversations, you find waste, you find things that don't add value. I've had people in, in, uh, in, my, in my time running this business where I want to buy this and I want to do that. And, and I'll look into, you don't need that. And one even said to me, but you sell it. I, said, I sell it when there's a purpose for it. Just to buy it because it feels good and looks good. It creates a new risk. Putting an extra computer in just in case randomly one day a year someone comes in as a guest and needs a computer creates a 365 day risk for one day. And so we look at all of that and you try to lean things out and everything has to have a purpose in your process. Otherwise, if it doesn't mitigate a risk, create a value or, or you know, check a box for an audit compliance type issue, it's, then why is it here? It's just an opportunity for a mistake. It's just an opportunity for an error. And so by looking at that and having those conversations, we're able to develop solutions for each client. And we may have a client that is an insurance client. And we may have other clients as an insurance client. And you mentioned this earlier. There are certain products that are base products, foundational products that we're putting in for everybody. But each conversation leads to the outcome that's relevant to their environment. 
Um, and the other thing we need to consider when you're talking, what I'm also trying to learn, you mentioned change management, I'm trying to learn about what is the culture of your organization, all in this half hour, 45 minute conversation, understanding what you're, because I also know from experience, the best idea as far as a process or improvement is easily beaten by the culture. Culture each process day in and day out. So if you, hey, this is a great idea. Let's build this amazing thing. That's great. It's the field of dreams. But if no one comes, it's great idea, right? That's all it is. And so really try to be diligent about learning as much as I can through each conversation with my clients and my, and my prospects so that when we bring them on, we understand what makes them successful. And we understand that they need to have this. We may not agree with, well, they do it this way. And it, maybe it's because of the, another partnership, a vendor partnership. They have to go through different steps. But by understanding that and then reaching out to those, those uh, respective vendors that they also interface with to talk to them and say, hi, we're the new IT team. You let us know when you have problems, if you have a problem getting to a network issue. So, again, taking that off of the owner's plate and the, the business's plate and saying, just like when we work in big corporates, you don't do that as a business manager. You're running your business. And so we try to replicate that, that look and feel. Um, the other thing I will say about my method, my madness is I actually try to put myself in, how would it feel to be there myself? And, I, and I, you mentioned it earlier. I worked for large corporates. I know what it feels like not to think about IT. I know what it feels like to show up on Monday morning and start working on my computer. And if something goes wrong, I pick up a phone and call someone and say, my computer's not working. And that's all I have to do. And that's one thing I realized, what a luxury, what a, what yeah. a privilege, what a great thing. But why can't the small business have that? Uh, why can't the small business have that mindset? Which is one of the reasons I offer 24-7, 365 support. Because if you really look at a lot of, a lot of people in this industry will say, we're open for your support Monday through Friday, eight to six. That's perfect. Except your computer didn't agree to break down between eight and six Monday through Friday. It'll break down when it wants to, because it's a device. It'll do what it wants to. And I know that in having peace of mind, if you're so unfortunate to be working on Saturday afternoon at 3.30 because you're behind on something, and then you get a blue screen, that's insult to injury. So yeah. pick up the phone and call us. We're here to help you. Um, and I'm finding that that mindset and people enjoy that because they are able to do what they want to do, which is grow their business. And we stay with them and we stay with them in the conversation. So the method is not just about the onboard. It's about ongoing. Where are you going? And so if you say, hey, I want to expand three locations by, by the time 2025. Well, let's look at that. What does that mean? What does your architecture need to do? And come to the table with that kind of information saying, that's great, Stephen. You're going to expand. So in 2023, we need to budget X amount for that build out. In 2024, we need to refresh this and, and giving that roadmap. And again, because IT gets expensive when it's unplanned, when you just let it occur. And that's when it gets expensive, when you just kind of set it and forget it. Because IT is not a set and forget it mindset. It needs to be managed. It needs to be proactively managed. And when done so, you find you have less issues. You know, you know in business, there's always some new issue coming up. And our goal is to say, on, your, on the average, and our average partner and client, uh, client relationship, the issues coming up each day have nothing to do with your IT. It has something to do with something else. We don't want to be your problem child. We want to be the person that says, just do your work. Just do your work with confidence. Yeah, definitely things are changing on a daily basis. You, you talked about all the different types of services that that a group like yours can provide, but it's not necessarily needed by everybody. There's certain things that are table stakes, like the backup and recovery side of things. Like what happens if all of a sudden you're not able to access your information? Like right. how, do, how do you actually go on from there? Business continuity planning. But then the idea of things like cybersecurity, which has been a topic of, of discussion uh, when, when I've seen you talk about it, but also with some folks that I've, I've chatted up on my show here, you know, where every day the, the threats are changing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And you, you made a comment earlier that was spot on. The risk profile of a business, whether it's a solopreneur or 2,500 people, is pretty much exactly the same. It's, you know, it doesn't change whether, oh, well, we're a really big company, so we don't have the issues you have. No, everybody has the same issue. There are, there are bad actors trying to get in. The issue, what you really see in the small, medium-sized business space is because of this potential, I don't have the funds, I don't have the time, I don't think about it, and it's that set and forget it, you become more vulnerable. So if mm -hmm. you are a, if I'm a hacker, yeah, it would be great for me to take down Walmart, right? To go in and get all that information, but that's the grand slam. Or I can just go down Main Street of any town and probably take out the entire street in one day. 
because they don't have the, the right precautions in place. It's one of the things you say with you know, the method. Um, I do not have any clients that do not have our base cybersecurity package. I, I have actually walked away from deals because I don't look at it as like, oh, you're not willing to be protected. It's like your breach is my breach. That's the way I look at it. If you're breached, we've been breached. Not you've been breached. We've been breached because my job is to protect you. And so it's one of the, you have to have standards in the, in the method, to your point. Have, I have a standard saying, oh, I don't want to do that. That seems like this seems cost prohibitive. It's not. It's, it, to yeah. your point, it's table stakes. You need to have a cybersecurity stance at this point in time. And then you should have layers. And so we work with it. That's part of what we do is education. Um, well, that seems like this. And then you do go to the scenario, like, what would you rather have? Would you rather be in business or would you rather not be in business? I mean, sometimes it's that simple because if you are hit with cybercrime, ransomware, and you have no backup solutions, you don't have any, any, anything in place, over 65% of those businesses just go out of business. You just shut your doors and go out of business. So your dream has come to an end because you ignored something that was readily available in the market to help you. If you deploy yeah. the base services of what most managed service uh, providers give you, you're 97% less likely to be impacted, not, not prevented, impacted by a ransomware. Ransomware is like a bad client service event. It's all about the recovery. Can you recover? Yep. I, you had a terrible meal at this restaurant, but they recovered. They came out and showed they care. It's the same thing in, in, in uh, cybersecurity. If you don't have a plan, you're probably leaving. You're probably leaving the market. So, so you have there's this long laundry list again of different services that's offered by an organization like yours, but the three that are highlighted the most on on the sites: cybersecurity, which you said everyone's got the basic cybersecurity package; backup and recovery, which I would assume damn near everybody has as yes, well. Everybody has that. Yeah. But then, then the other one is is the actual managed IT services, and this is the one that where I would assume, and we'll get into this in the next segment of. You know, there's a there's variance between all the different businesses that you work with of really what their needs are and how the suit gets custom tailored for them. You know, before before we dive into the next segment, I just wanted to 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 shine some light real quick on the fact that CMIT is a franchise type of model, right? That's how you're able to lean into the other the 240 yep. offices nationwide. Yep, that the 240 offices. Each of us have our own teams. We have over a thousand technicians. Like, and if I come up with a, a question of like, hey, has anybody ever seen this? You put it out to that, and within minutes over a thousand people across the country, there's an answer. And some of the questions are like, why would you need to do that? But someone, there's four answers to it, which is, it's, which is amazing. Yeah, no, ab- absolutely. Much, uh, much better than polling the audience as a lifeline for sure. But uh, yeah, we're, we're going to get a little bit deeper into the madness, the stories that Chris has from the field. When we come back from this break, again, we're chatting with Chris Parmigiani, president of CMIT Solutions, located in Monmouth County, New Jersey North. Stay with us, everybody. Gateway to the Smokies. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Tuesday night from 6 p.m. to 7. Every episode is dedicated to memorable experiences in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and surrounding areas. This show features experts and locals who will expound upon the richness of culture, history, and adventure that awaits you in the Smokies. Tune in every Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 7 on talkradio.nyc. Are you passionate about the conversation around racism? Hi, I'm Reverend Dr. TLC, host of the Dismantle Racism Show, which airs every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Join me and my amazing guests as we discuss ways to uncover, dismantle, and eradicate racism. That's Thursdays at 11 o'clock a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you a small business trying to navigate the COVID-19 related employment laws? Hello, I'm Eric Sauver, employment law business law attorney and host of the new radio show, Employment Law Today. On my show, we'll have guests to discuss the common employment law challenges business owners are facing during these trying times. Tune in on Tuesday evenings from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day.
Welcome back to Always Friday with me, Stephen Fry, your SMB guy. We're talking with my buddy Chris Parmigiani, president of CMIT Solutions in Monmouth County North. Some great tidbits from Chris in the last segment. Big part of the methodology, people having a conversation before all else. A lot of people don't expect that from an IT specialist and support team. They expect them to ask them what kind of equipment that they're using, but... Hey, man, a lot of times just the conversation and getting to know the people and sharing the stories, that's where a lot of the magic comes out. So we're going to dive into some of those stories with the madness portion here. So, Chris, this is the artistic observational part of the show, stories you have from the field. By the way, quick story from from me. Anytime I say your name, not only do I get hungry, I think of this shirt that one of my buddies wears routinely powered by chicken parm. So I just I can't help it every time I... Sure. <laughs> Got to be done right away. Powered by CMIT Solutions and Chicken Farm. But, uh, but the, the stories that you have from the field, no subject too taboo, anything goes. And in the world of IT support and cybersecurity and backups and continuity planning, I know that there can be lots of interesting war stories from the field. But talk to us a little bit about some of the madness that you've encountered. Um, you know, well, first of all, the, the last name, I don't get any royalties, which is something, you know, it's, it's, it's painful. What a shame. Um, exactly. I should. Um, but, uh, you know, it's interesting. You meet all types, right? And all types of businesses and how they run. Each, each like you mentioned, the same type of business runs differently. <clears throat> but, you know, we've, we've met people in, in the journey where, you know, I, I walked into an appointment, a set appointment, uh, and the, uh, the woman that was meeting said, oh, perfect. Perfect timing. I was thinking, yeah, it's 10 o'clock. I can tell time. I'm here at 10. That's what we agreed to. What she was talking about was at that very moment, they were being hacked. At the very, the, literally when I walked in. Now, this was in December of 2020, so I'm wearing a mask. But behind my, behind my mask, I'm thinking, wow, this is, I think what they call T-ball. Like, this is like, this is made, should be an easy sale. I, if I lose this one, I got issues. Um, <laughs> But so I was talking to him and what was amazing as I was talking, we went to a conference room and there was the, the, uh, the general manager and the, the business manager with me. They get a call from their current provider and hearing that individual's bedside manner to me was like, wow, there's everything I never want to be and never would be anyway. But hearing it, the comment was, she said, we're being hacked. And he said, don't worry about it. It happens all the time. And in my mind, I was like, why is that an acceptable answer? It's not supposed to happen all the time. That's what you're here for. Um, so what happened was, and, and typically the, the, things, the thing with a, a breach is, a breach typically doesn't occur the day you think you're experiencing it. Yeah. They, on average, it's 90 days prior. This one started at 7.45 in the morning, that morning. It was the same day breach. It started with a password. Now, you always hear about password complexity, et cetera, et cetera. This person's password was really hard. It was the word password, and they didn't even capitalize anything. It was password. And because of that password, that password led them through their Office 365 account to their banking, because typically when you reuse a password, you're the kind of person who uses a simple password, you reuse it because it's such a good password, you should keep using password. Um, so within two hours and 15 minutes, they had their international banking instructions being changed. The next day, I, you know, I leave, we have a good meeting, I go through the conversation, I learn other things that they're, they're experiencing, et cetera. The next day I get a call from them saying, hey, we just got informed by our bank that we're not allowed to bank anymore until we get an audit. So we do a full audit. The crazy thing, Steve, is even though this, this former provider really wasn't doing them justice, for example, their firewall was unsupported. It hadn't been licensed for a couple of years, which means it's not getting updates. There were numerous other, they didn't have multi-factor. It, the amazing thing was everything did its job, even though it wasn't necessarily supported correctly. And it really what it showed, it proved to me, which, we, which everybody knows in this industry, is that 50% of all breaches start with humans. And mm -hmm. that breach started with a human. And then it goes into other things. So we did that. We did that audit. We got it out within 24 hours. They were back online. And obviously we won that client. Um, it wasn't a hard conversation when I went back in saying, the first thing we're going to do is we're going to put some password policies in. Let's, let's, let's talk about, let's introduce ourselves to numerical characters. And they weren't characters. saying why. <laughs> like, there was, that, was, that wasn't the hard sell of that job. Um, but, you know, it's interesting. And one of the things I focus on now based on that and, and several other things is that security awareness is I can sell you as an owner on what it takes to build that perfect, that perfect field of dreams and keep you secure. 
The issue is your weakest link is your employee. 50% start there, 94% start in email. So security awareness training is another area. Another story I had, I had a, a, an organization that was breached, had a provider, asked me to do security awareness training. And as we were doing it, we, we went through a, a phishing simulation. Then we did a seminar. We did another phishing simulation. We're doing the recap. And they had said something to me early on in the conversation that it seemed really odd that we hire someone on a Monday and by Wednesday, sometimes even Tuesday, they're spearfished. And I said to them, do you understand that that's almost impossible? For, some, for Stephen to be hired on Monday and by Tuesday, for someone to know the hierarchy of your organization and know that if he gets an email from Chris, he knows that's his boss. Like that means someone's living in your system. And I said, so what did you guys do when you were breached? And they said, well, our, our vendor told us that it was their fault and they took care of it. And I said, it's amazing. Now, the, the rest of the story, Stephen, this was a, a, a law firm. So it was a bunch of lawyers and no one thought, Wait a second, do we have more rights than that? Shouldn't we ask for better questions? No one asked the question of like, why were we breached? And what have you done to prevent this from happening you know, again? It was the, the, the answer was we missed a patch. It's like, okay. But you also missed the fact that someone's living in their network right now and watching for new victims come through. No, no, no. We fixed basis. the glitch. Right, right. The patch is all good. Um, yeah. I mean, so there's, there's so many stories where you have you meet someone and say, we're doing this, this, and this. And like, well, why are you doing it that way? It's like, well, you know, and like I said, the why question. I've seen things where people are passing things through multiple things. Company during COVID, their big process, a title company, their big process was when you took a new order in, you faxed it, uh, you, you sent it to via email to a fax machine in the order entry room. And I looked at the owner, this is like three months into the pandemic, and I said, Correct me if I'm wrong, but no one is working in your office. Like, yeah, like, do you realize you have a break in your process? Like, what's happening to that fax? And he said, oh, I never thought about that. And I said, so how have you been doing? It's like, well, I guess people have been calling each other. I said, your people have just redesigned a better process because they worked around. Like, let's put some structure behind that now. But it's interesting. Like, people are just thinking about, like, oh, I just pressed, like I said, you press the button. Why? I don't know. Well, who knows if you're pressing the button and you're emptying, you know, emptying the trash, you don't know what you're doing. Um, and those conversations lead to those things of like, hey, wait a second, this doesn't make any sense anymore. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, there's no, you're never short of, you know, there's a lot of people you walk in, you know, I office you walk into and the first thing you do is lift up your keyboard and say, that's going to change. And like, what, and you probably like, what am I talking about? Well, your password's under your keyboard. That's not going to work. Uh, you know, yes, I mean, yes, you have physical, physical security. There's actually a slide we use. If you remember years ago, there was a tsunami warning in Hawaii. Um, and the, the NOAA, there was a gentleman that worked for NOAA in a Hawaiian shirt sitting there smiling like this at the control center because he's the one who found it. We use that picture because if you zoom in, his password's on a post-it on his, his monitor <laughs> that screen was that that picture was posted all over the world like celebrating this individual for doing a great job except for simple cybersecurity issues right there it's it's amazing um but yeah it's you're never sure and the, the way people the ideas people have and things it's it's always entertaining but it also is educational you can learn a lot by yeah. listening to people good ideas bad ideas and different ideas because it gets you know for someone like me it's like i never thought of it that way and I don't discount saying that's not possible. It's like, help me understand. That's what I why. Tell me more. Why did you think this was a good idea? And then you may learn some nuance or knit about their organization. Say, yeah, most people don't play it this way, but you guys, it makes sense. So let's figure out how do we incorporate that and institutionalize that for you guys first. It happened being like, oh, yeah, we just sometimes we do this, sometimes we don't. Yeah, it's you said a couple of things that are so important there. Most breaches starting really with people, with human beings first. And when you're at a company, small, medium-sized business or something mega, there's different types of people working there. There's owners, executives, there's finance operations, there's the company IT leader, there's the designated IT person. It's, you know, really to me, you, you, it's not just you guys catering to the IT folks, it's trying to cater to everybody and how they blend into the ecosystem and into the infrastructure and yeah. understanding how to best educate them and train them, but also understanding that in the heat of the moment, especially with SMBs being involved a lot of times in the day-to-day -day operations, that they might get an email that's a phishing email or something that's that's a little a little out there and might accidentally click on it, even though they've been trained on it and educated on it. Yep. Yeah, it, you know, it's, it's, it, you know, phishing is dangerous. The SMS smishing is even worse. 
We got a bunch of that recently. Yeah, I mean, like you know, you get you get like Rite Aid, your your uh, your prescriptions ready. It's like good thing I I actually don't use right now. I use a CVS down the street, but you get a CVS and you have to. So you really need to pause now. Uh, the criminals are getting the criminals are the criminals are part of process improvement too. They improve each day. They get smarter. You know, one thing you hear when people say like, um, I had a guy say, no one cares about my information. He's a small business. No <laughs> one cares about my information. And I said to him, I was like. I, sir, I have to say you were definitely in the pole position in that camp because you're making a couple mistakes. One, it's not your information. It's it, you are simply a data steward for your client's information. And he said, well, no one cares. And I said, I'm going to give you some sage advice. Get some cyber insurance because you're, you're heading for a really tough conversation. Because when you come to Stephen and say, hey, Stephen, I was breached and all your information's out there. In today's world, the next conversation, your client's going to say, what did you have in place to prevent it? And you're going to sound pretty foolish and say, I didn't believe it. It seemed like it was all made up to me. Uh, and yet here you are. So it's, it's interesting. When, when people take this mindset, like, oh, no one cares. I'm too small. I mentioned it earlier. I can take out an entire Main Street in one day or go for the Grand Slam. That's why SMBs get hit because they're an easy, easy target. You, you said something before trying to compare the corporate America experience to dealing with small, medium sized businesses of you try to picture yourself there in those shoes and how, how things might be working. But when you said criminals just now, how they're evolving every day, it, it brought up a, a thought in my head of some other viewpoints I've heard even on my show along the way of trying to think like a criminal in your types of shoes. Like, do you find yourself like trying to yeah. think like a think trying to think of how a criminal could could yeah. find their way in? Yeah, we we had it's it's small small piece, but in a conversation recently, had a client that had a ma- a person leave the firm, and they said, "Well, we want to keep their mailbox open." And we said, "We can do that. We'll create a shared mailbox. It's not a license. Like, we'd rather just keep it this way." And so we had a conversation with the owner and sat down and said, "Listen, what we're offering you is the net net the same thing. The difference is it's one less email being out on the Ethernet, being out there. It doesn't need to be out there." You, you can still get an email, but person X is gone. So that person's not transmitting emails, but we can still get it in. And the person, but it really be convenient. It's like, this is why you hired us. We are your cybersecurity. This is an unnecessary risk. And we took it away, gave them what they, they, they got what they wanted, but it was a, a con- it goes back to that conversation. I, I actually don't believe in client service of the legacy of the seventies and eighties where the client's always right. I disagree with that. I think clients deserve a conversation. Everything deserves a conversation because I have a policy or procedure that was built for certain parameters, but maybe you're going to, you're going to test that with your conversation. What about this? And if I can't hear that, I don't improve. I don't learn. So it's a conversation, not the policy says this, and that's all I can do. I can't think beyond that. So I've seen far too many examples over the years of of folks who've copied and pasted previous policy from other organizations and different size, different industry, like where it's just not applicable at all, but it's right. something down on a piece of paper that might've been legally reviewed 20 years ago. So that's all good. And you know, the, here's the, here's the handbook for the company. Oh, we're good to go. Right. Exactly. But exactly. Yeah, it's definitely more of a custom tailored suit than that. Great stuff. Great stories. Great discussion. We're going to take a quick break, but we will be right back with Chris Parmigiani, president of CMIT Solutions, Monmouth County, New Jersey North. Stay with us, everybody. Hey, everybody. It's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy in Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. In a post-COVID world, you may have many unanswered questions regarding your health. Are you looking to live a healthier lifestyle? Do you have a desire to learn more about mental health and enhance your quality of life? Or do you just want to participate in self-understanding and awareness? I'm Frank R. Harrison, host of Frank About Health, and each Thursday, I will tackle these questions and work to enlighten you. Tune in every Thursday at 5 p.m. on talkradio.nyc, and I will be Frank About Health to advocate for all of us. Calling all pet lovers. Pet Avengers, assemble! On the Professionals and Animal Lovers show, we believe the bond between animal lovers is incredibly strong. It mirrors that bond between pets and their owners. Through this program, we come together to learn, educate, and advocate. 
Join us live every Wednesday at 2 p.m. at talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Welcome back to Always Friday with me, Stephen Fry, your SMB guy. We are chatting with Chris Parmigiani, president of CMIT Solutions, Monmouth County, New Jersey North. Some great tidbits from Chris here today. I hope you guys have been paying attention and listening. There are plenty of things that you can do with an organization like Chris's to make sure that you're ready for when the inevitable happens. A lot of good sound bites to take away to, from you know, from here today. Uh, some things that just came to mind for me. Again, it's not if, it's when something will happen at some point. You need to be able to partner with someone. Don't just buy a technology that you think is going to be a magic wand and solve all of your problems. Chris said it actually really well. I thought it gets expensive when it's unplanned. I love that with this. But, you know, this is the part of the show, Chris, where we bring it home. Sound bites that people can remember over the weekend as they're enjoying their cocktails and playing sports and, and going to the beach and forgetting about life as we know it. What can they put into practice come Monday morning? Lay some pearls of wisdom on everybody. I think the most important thing is time is time is valuable, right? And so you're growing a business. Um, I, I'll, I'll give you this. I, I was talking to a, a peer of mine about a year ago, and he said something about he was doing his bookkeeping. And he, he asked me a question about my bookkeeping. And I said, I don't do my bookkeeping. And he said, why don't you do your bookkeeping? Like, we're too small to have, you know, to do this. I, said, I don't disagree that I'm too small in theory to have a bookkeeper. The reality is I'm not a bookkeeper. I practice what I preach. I go to the professionals who do bookkeeping so they can do bookkeeping. I understand enough about my books as a business owner that I need to know. It's similar to process. You think about process. Process improvement people are effective because they don't get stuck in the black or the white. They're okay being in the gray. They're understanding what's critical for success versus every little nuance that happens within it. And so, you know, I, I, I think of that, I think what my pearl wisdom would be, you went into business to do something. Unless you're a managed service provider, it wasn't IT. So focus on what makes you best, what makes your, what helps your business grow, and surround yourself with partners. If you're a small business and you need payroll, you could try to figure out payroll yourself. You could, and you might be successful. But you're spending time in something where there's someone else who can deliver that service with expertise because you don't make money doing your own books unless you're a bookkeeper. And so my words of wisdoms would be surround yourself with partners that can help you. You made a comment earlier about my background and, and something I put in my own LinkedIn. I am not a pure techie. I joke with people like, hey, something's wrong with my computer. Can you come look at it? And I, I always joke with people saying, sure, Stephen, as long as you can point the motherboard out, because that's <laughs> not me. Um, but I think as, as business owners, you need to understand where your strength is and more importantly, where your weaknesses are and surround yourself with people that cover your weaknesses. I've surrounded myself with an incredibly uh, talented support team. Um, I've, you know, you know, went through the process of finding the right partner that works with me and that understands how I work and my team that, so we understand how we work. Cause there's a certain piece, even when you call for support, you need good service. You need good phone matters and, and, and being polite because that person's in trouble. They're having an issue and it can't be like, just, you can't be like a robot. Tell me what it is and let me fix it for you. Have a personality because that's who I am. And so in my business, I want to replicate that. I want to make sure that my service experience is the same as the sales and the management experience. But I'd say most importantly, focus on what makes you successful. And if it's not IT, find someone that can help you be successful. Um, it's, it seems pretty straightforward, but um, it's, you know, I always joke with my wife and she'll say, well, can you do this? It's like, I don't know, can I, can I run electricity? Maybe, but I believe in feeding the economy. So no, I'm going to hire someone to do that because it's not the day to learn. Uh, and, and quite honestly, in all sincerity, messing around and, and tinkering with technology in, in, in the business space can be extremely, extremely detrimental to you. You know, if, you're, if you make a mistake on the way you set something up, it could change the way your process, your information flows, the way your systems run. It could lead to false positives, other things. And so, again, you know, we all don't break down in our car and get out with a, with a tool wrench, a toolbox, and start fixing it. You take it to a professional. It's the same mindset. Um, 
IT is the most critical business process any business run, whether they like it or not. And I've been challenged on that statement, Stephen. Someone's like, I'm just a landscaper. And I said, what are you holding in your hand? How do you schedule? That little computer in your hand can be hacked just as easily as anything else. And your landscaping business can be taken to its feet as well, taken to its knees because of that. It is a computer and it needs to be treated accordingly. Without a doubt. You made a comment before about the growth of the business and, and folks focusing on the reasons they went into business for the first place in the first place. You know, big things that I think of routinely as well. But a lot of times folks will look at managed IT services, managed service provider as more on the risk management insurance side, which there's no doubt that it's you know, it's it's part of that. But I think it's fewer and further between that that folks look at it as potential growth engine of outsourcing the things that might actually be taking up some time with unnecessary missteps and really per- giving yourself permission, almost the authority to focus on your business. Right. You, you, you have some testimonials out there and it's like straight to this point. Our line of work is dependent on IT and we can't have any downtime. Again, time being a very valuable asset. CMIT has helped us grow from three employees to 20 employees and they've helped us manage our growth and begin working with remote employees, keeping everyone connected. It's like, a lot of times people, especially SMBs, don't think about it in those terms. Like by having a managed service provider, I could actually grow from three to 20 employees. Right. And you could grow with the appropriate parameters of scale, thinking of how you do it. Um, it wasn't uncommon in, in the early, in, in 2020 uh, and in 2021, people said, we need to buy a new computer. I was literally in a, in a place that we need to know, buy new computers for all our people. I said, what people? Well, they're all working from home. I said, so you want to buy them desktops? Yeah, that's what we're going to do because that's what we've always done. And I looked at them and said, I don't know, how about a laptop with a docking station? Why protect two people? Why buy a piece of equipment, have it sit here and have someone remote into it? Why not give it to them? And then we can secure that no matter where it is, whether it's in Starbucks, their their basement, or in your office. But it's a lot of this is it was, you know, because people don't think about IT. And you made a comment earlier, the, the designated IT person. Listen, we all know sometimes it's just the person who I turn the AV on in a, in a conference room, and all of a sudden now they're in charge of IT in addition to be potentially in charge of sales. Um, it's the off the side of the desk mentality that put businesses in trouble because there is a need to have the right expertise. Um, if you're, you know, a lot of companies don't do their own accounting; they have an accounting firm, and that's it's that same that same kind of uh, mindset you need to come to. It's like why. Why do you use an accountant? Because I'm not an accountant. Then why are you addressing your own server? Well, because, yeah, and, and it never really makes sense. Like you got, so I try to get people to just visit with me on this idea. You made a really good decision over here, but it doesn't, your process of decision-making is not consistent. Yeah. You, you have certain things you try to do yourself and save. You, you meet, we meet some companies that are, that are penny-wise, uh, pound, penny, penny-wise, pound-foolish. And they'll say, we want you to do this. And we'll say, well, we, you know, don't do that but we really, really want you to do this. Like, okay, we really don't want to do this. And so we're going to do a small version of it to show you what you're really walking into. And it's worked. We've actually said some of the, we would set up this way. Like, that is going to create such havoc in your organization. Like, no, we really want it. I said, all right, we're going to take two people and show you what it looks like. And we did it. And within hours. So this is terrible. We're like, and we didn't say we told you so. We said, how would you like to proceed? Would you like to revisit this idea of let's rethink this? Your idea of changing is not bad. But your idea of this is the only way to do it is where you're flawed. And getting people to have that conversation, explore opportunities. You know, if you think about my background, my background is not in any one sector, which I have always said is a benefit to me because I don't approach things from one lens. I don't look at it like, well, Stephen, you do X, so that means you have to do this. It's like, you do X, but you know, there's another organization around the world in a different industry altogether that does Y, and it may work here. And A may work here too, or some semblance of that. And that conversation leads to the best outcome of saying what works for your organization is derived by getting to the core of it and understanding the root of how you guys operate and what you do to be successful. And it all starts with that initial conversation, which can be had by calling 732-708-4944 for CMIT Solutions of Monmouth County North. You guys can Google CMIT Solutions. You'll find it everywhere. Once again, Chris's office, his franchise, his slice of the pie, Monmouth County, New Jersey North, but can partner with everybody nationwide to provide managed IT services. 
Chris, thank you so much for joining me here today. Really appreciate it. I know a long time in the making. Before I let you go, I'm going to share answers to, to some of the questions with everybody out there. So your favorite movie TV show character, favorite movie or TV show, favorite musical instrument and artist you'd like to hear play it. When I asked you who your favorite movie or TV show character was, you didn't have one, which Sorry. I, 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 it's almost inexcusable. I'll let you slide because it, like it's been on so much lately. I keep thinking of the Matrix, Matrix Resurrection. So I think of, of you and your team as Neo coming in and understanding everything that might be underlying. But usually what you're trying to address is the Agent Smith side of things, something that sneaks into the system and then replicates itself a million times trying to take over the world. But, you know, as, as far That's as your great. As far as your favorite uh, TV shows, you told me that you're a big Discovery Channel fan, so I could certainly appreciate that, especially in what you do. So the, you mentioned two shows. You mentioned Deadliest Catch, where all the fishermen are on on a quest with all the some of the most deadliest types of animals out there. And you also mentioned Gold Rush, which you know hit home. People always trying to go for the gold, but you know reality TV show that follows around crews that are that are actually digging and mining for the gold. So good good stuff there. Very very similar to a lot of the discovery process you might have in your it dealings yep. but you, you said your favorite musical instrument and artist is the drums and neil pert very uh popular answer that i've been given this year but uh, one, one thing that i found interesting about that is his drumming renowned for technical proficiency and you know very much in your industry technical proficiency is a big part of that world but really being able to communicate it in such a conversational way in a story-based way that becomes music to smb owners ears that's where a lot of the magic resides and you're great at what you do and you're very passionate about what you do. So really appreciate you. Thank you, Stephen. Coming up next week, we're going to be talking with my new friend, Adam Pletter. He's uh, a child psychologist in practice for 20 years. His company's iParent 101. Simple goal, offer clear, concrete strategies designed to support you, the digital parent in this day and age, navigate modern family life. Parents will learn how to protect and mentor children by combining basic parental controls with proven behavior modification techniques to empower evolving digital families. Until then, everybody, thank you so much for joining us here on the show. We hope you gain some weekend insight to make a Monday impact. Have a great weekend. We'll see you next week, Friday, 11 a.m., right after Tommy Dion Philanthropy and Focus. See you soon. business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you on edge? Hey, we live in challenging, edgy times, so let's lean in. I'm Sandra Bargeman, the host of The Edge of Every Day, which airs each Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Tune in live with me and my friends and colleagues as we share stories and perspectives about pushing boundaries and exploring our rough edges. That's The Edge of Every Day on Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Calling all pet lovers. Pet Avengers, assemble! On the Professionals and Animal Lovers show, we believe the bond between animal lovers is incredibly strong. It mirrors that bond between pets and their owners. Through this program, we come together to learn, educate, and advocate. Join us live every Wednesday at 2 p.m. at talkradio.nyc. post-COVID world, you may have many unanswered questions regarding your health. Are you looking to live a healthier lifestyle? Do you have a desire to learn more about mental health and enhance your quality of life? Or do you just want to participate in self-understanding and awareness? 
I'm Frank R. Harrison, host of Frank About Health, and each Thursday, I will tackle these questions and work to enlighten you. Tune in every Thursday at 5 p.m. on talkradio.nyc, and I will be frank about health to advocate for all of us. Gateway to the Smokies. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Tuesday night from 6 p.m. to 7. Every episode is dedicated to memorable experiences in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and surrounding areas. This show features experts and locals who will expound upon the richness of culture, history, and adventure that awaits you in the Smokies. Tune in every Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 7 on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. 